Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. You know what? It's a big life and there are tough moments. There are seasons. There's light, there's shade. There's And I was just thinking of a, a statement before. It says, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Because you never know what somebody else is going through or what somebody else is facing, whether they're smiling on the outside and their heart's breaking on the inside. And I just want to encourage us, church, let's be kind. Let's be kind to each other. Let's be kind to ourselves. Uh, let's, uh, Let's do life considering why somebody is acting the way they are before we respond to how they're acting. Amen. So we are, we're entering into, and this is going to be a little different from me because I usually spit and holler and shout and point and move, and, but this is going to be more teaching for the, the month and hopefully you're going to get some level of uh, instruction and direction around the book of Ephesians, the Apostle um, Paul, and we're going to open it up, but what we're going to do is it's going to be myself, Justin, Melissa, and Russell uh, opening the, the book of Ephesians to us and going a little bit deeper, um, so I hope that's all right, and um, I wanted to bring us a few scriptures before we get underway, <clears throat> and in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Why would we open the word? Why would we go for a bit more of a deep dive into the word? The word of God is the heart of God. What is inside the Bible, what is inside the word is what God wants you to know. He didn't leave anything out. He didn't add anything unnecessary. He wants you to know the word. He wants it to become a part of you. He wants it to come alive on the inside of you. He wants it to be your strength. He wants it to be your direction. He wants it to bring correction. He wants it to empower you. It's all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible will help you in life. If, if, you can, if you can find a rhythm and a flow of getting into the Word of God, which at, at the beginning and at the start can be dry and hard, and I'm just reading this book, and what does this actually mean? But when you open yourself up to receiving, the, the, there will be a flow towards your life, your life, of life from heaven. Um, and the Word of God is just good for us. Um, and you need to know the Word of God because that's what God wants you to know. If you're going to go after anything, if you're going to seek anything, can I tell you, you know when it says do not grow weary in doing good? Life wearies us. Life wears us down. We're we're drained. And and if I know anything, faith leaks. Faith in life leaks. Because I can be fully and filled with the Holy Spirit. I can be fresh in God. I can be excited. I can be on fire. And then I do some life. Yeah. And then life comes in like a flood and it starts to batter me around and, it, and there's some weights and some pressures and some things I didn't foresee and, and life starts to get, and, and my faith leaks. Yeah. And I need to fill myself afresh. But the Bible says faith comes by hearing yeah. and hearing by the word of God. So if you're needing an injection of faith, if you're needing to, to be stirred, to get back up again, to, to live on purpose, on mission, fill yourself with the, with the word of God. And in Joshua 1, starting in verse 8, it says, Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua, 
I know you are following Moses. I know you're leading my people into freedom. Moses, Moses is gone. Now you arise and lead my people. But remember this. Study this book. Meditate on it. Chew on it. Speak it out. Listen to it. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will succeed. You can't if you don't, but, but get the word on the inside of you. Amen? Amen? John 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. The word was God. You can't separate God and the word. Yeah. Church, if you want to know the heart of God, go to the word of God. If you want to know God's intentions, his plans, his purposes, his goodness towards you, the love that he holds for you, the, the fact that you're accepted and you're affirmed and you're, you're empowered of heaven, go to the word. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning. In the beginning of anything, get the word of God. Get a word. I was talking to somebody this week and they said, I've got choices to make and I haven't made them yet. And I said, why is that? And he said, because I haven't got the word of the Lord. And I thought, man, you're smart. You're, you're not just stepping out in emotion or you're just not stepping out in fear or, or you're, not, you're waiting on God for the word that guides you. That's, that's awesome. John 15, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Without the word you can do nothing. Without God our lives are futile. And they're temporal and they're, we're, we're floating wherever life takes us. But with God, all things are possible. Last one, Genesis 1, starting verse 1, says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, the word of God, then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and he saw that it was good. First day. You have a creative ability in your life, given to you by God, and it's placed in your mouth. You have an ability to create your future. You have ability to stop, speak to storms, quiet, be still. You have the ability to speak life where there's death. You have the ability to bring hope in hopeless situations. I want to encourage you, fill your mouth with the word, fill your mouth, fill your mind, fill your heart, fill your soul, so that when you need it, the word comes out. That we're not talking out of fear or anxiety or, or, or out of blame or out of guilt or out of shame. We're speaking out of faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen? Amen. Fantastic. Well, what I want to do this morning is I want to actually just read the first chapter of Ephesians and then just break this down a little. Um, and, I, and I think it will help us this morning. Uh, I think we, we can take a lot from this. And it starts and it says this, I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. I, Paul, Paul formerly Saul. Saul, formerly the, the persecutor of the church, not the builder of the church, not the, not the one that, that would build up and love on and enhance the church and all that God was doing. This is I, Paul. He knows who he is. And, and what I love is he clearly knew who he was and whose he was. I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. So here's a man that used to go around persecuting the church, approving of people's murder, uh, that would go and, and just, just make it hard and difficult for anybody that was a believer. He says, I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't one of the 12 disciples. He wasn't, this wasn't afforded to him. Or He says, I'm an apostle because of God. I, I want to encourage you this morning. Who are you? And who's I? I, Christian called of God. 
I, Justin, I, Shelley, I, Ella, who are you? How do you see yourself? Because the world will label you. And the world will try and tell you who you are and who you're not. What you can do and what you can't do. Because of your education, you can do this, but you can't do that. Because of your skill set, you can. But he says, through the word, when you get an understanding and a revelation of whose you are and who you are, all things are possible to those who believe. Amen. And this, this is where the word can come alive to you and it can shift things and change things. And we think we're just reading text on a page, but it's actually life coming to the inside of each of us that can spur us on and, and be that catalyst for great change in our lives. It says, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ. I love this. I, Paul, an apostle of God. And writing a letter to you, the saints in Ephesus, I know where you are, I know who you are, and faithful in Christ Jesus. He was affirming their faith. He says, it's good to have faith. This was written in 62 AD at a time where it wasn't popular to be a Christian. At a time where Christians were persecuted. And he says, I'm writing to you faithful in Christ. I'm, I'm approving, I'm affirming your faith, your walk, your decisions, your diligence, the character that you show even against opposition. Do you know, in this life we're going to face opposition. In this life we're going to be persecuted and I can only see it ramping up. I can only see it getting more. And with everything that's accepted in life in general, we become the, the bigots. We become the minority, but we're not. Yeah. In Christ we're always the majority. But I love this, it says grace to you. And peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I, the apostle, appointed by God, I, I know of your faith and I come to you in peace from God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. He greeted them. And I, and I want to encourage us as believers in a world where you can be anything, be kind. See people. Look to people. Understand and recognize where they're at and greet them. Don't just walk by. Don't just ignore. Don't just... Belittle or greet people. First impressions matter. Let's be those ones that see people. And I, and I want to encourage you and just, I want to, through this word, I want to challenge us. Do you see people? Do you see beyond the superficial, beyond the initial encounter? Do you see hurting hearts or do you see needs and, and recognize those needs? He says, greetings to you and peace from God. I, I want to come to you, I want to greet you, I want to open you up by, by my openness, and then I want to speak blessing over your work. I, I love this. This is amazing. And it says this, it says, uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. First thing we need to know this morning is God is blessed because we are blessed. Mm -hmm. When we walk in the blessing that he's bestowed upon us, that is a blessing unto God himself. Blessed be the God and Father who has blessed us. You need to walk blessed. You need to acknowledge the blessing that rests on your life as a believer. If you are in Christ, if you are walking in truth and being led by integrity, you can walk a blessed life. And I want you to see yourself as I am blessed. I am favored. I am chosen of God. I am set apart. My life works not because of me, but because what's on the inside of me. Is this helping anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Blessed with every spiritual blessing, just as he chose us. God chose you. The Bible says while we were still sinners, while we were still far off, God chose us. And this is just being reaffirmed here today to the, 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 the Christians in Ephesus. He chose you. Yeah. You think you made a decision for him, but he chose you before the beginning of the world. Yeah. 
Before you were born, you were a thought in the mind of God. That's unbelievable. That should shift and change. This book, Ephesians, should change our lives. When we, when we focus on this and we think about this, you are chosen by God. Of the 8 billion people on the planet, God thinks about you. That's unbelievable. We should get happy about that. My God thinks about me. My God is interested in my life. My God has plans and purposes for Christian's life, and they're for good. And not for evil, not to harm me, but to prosper me. My God wants me to live a large, abundant life. He thinks about me, he chooses me, and he blesses me. I'm going to get happy about that. (laughs) Chose him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame and before him in love. That we that we should be holy and without blame before him in, in love. So he, he blesses us and he chooses us so that we can live holy and without blame. Not that I can live however I want, but that I can choose to, because of his acceptance, live holy and without blame. Great instruction. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. There's a, you know, sin separates. Sin creates a chasm between us and God, but grace covers that. And when we repent and accept the grace of God, we come into adoption as sons and daughters of the living God. And and these are things to think on and to ponder and go, this didn't just happen. There was a price that was paid that that covered that gap, that built a bridge that I could cross over into a better life and a better way, and that cross was Jesus Christ. According to the good pleasure of his will. What's God's will for my life? That that it's, It's hard and it's arduous and it's tough and that I just eke out an existence and I strive forever to know that I would be reconciled back to God as a son. And for anybody that's got kids, it's like my kids don't have to earn what they get from me. I provide it because I'm their father. I make a way because they're my kids. And this is God saying you couldn't do it on your own. You couldn't make it on your own, but I want to do for you what you can't do for yourself. But you have to be reconciled back to me. You have to accept that that grace. You have to repent and turn from old ways of living because I chose you first. I paid a price before you were even born so that you could come back into perfect relationship with me and that's my good pleasure and will. Because so many people have this view of God that he's hard and he's finger pointing and remember when you were 18 and you did this and remember when you crashed that and remember when you ripped that person he says no no as far as the east is from the west I remember not the former things because now in me you're a new creation you were that dirty rotten silly you were that foul mouthed drunken sailor whatever it is but you stepped over a line and you stepped into me and now life is different you can do life different I choose you to the praise and glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved, in the community of faith. We are accepted. Can, can, I, can I let you know and can I say it again this morning? You're accepted as you are, where you are, who you are, you are accepted. There's a grace that's been extended and an acceptance has come on it. The doors are open. We're here. We want to journey with you. We want to do life with you. God's for you and so are we. That's where the church should be. In in a dark, hurting, broken world, that's who we should be. A smile and a voice and an open arm saying, you know what, I don't have it all together. I know you probably don't have it all. Why don't we journey this out together? Amen? In him we have redemption through his blood. 
Jesus is the sacrificial lamb. In him we have redemption through the blood. Man, and forgiveness of sins. You know, I've said it before not too long ago, but the, the devil knows your name, but he calls you by your sin. God knows your sin, but he calls you by your name. I I, I love that, that there is redemption. There's nothing that you have done in life. I love what Justin said before from Romans 8. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. There's not demons in hell. There's not not actions of the past. If If you have repented, if you've come back to Christ, you're a new creation. You are redeemed. You are forgiven. There is there is forgiveness that flows. Yeah. And so often I I watch people flogging themselves and beating themselves up about mistakes that they've made that God can't even remember. And I want to encourage you here this morning, forgive yourself. You made mistakes. You did things wrong, but you're not that person anymore. So forgive yourself and move on. Forgive yourself and live different. Forgive yourself and, and start to look like Jesus in the community. Don't beat yourself up about what God has set you free from. Amen. Amen. According to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in in one all things in Christ. Bible says it's God's will that none should perish, but all should come to eternal life. The reason God's so lavish in pouring out his grace and his love and his affirmation and his acceptance is he wants to locate everybody. He wants to find the broken, the hurting, the rotten, the, the scoundrels. He wants to find everybody say, come in, just, just, just let me touch your heart. Let me change your circumstances. Let me change your mind because I've got a better way for you to live. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all in all things according to the counsel of his will, that he may, he who first trusted in Christ should be the praise of his glory. And that goes on, verse 13. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the truth which is the gospel of your salvation. Why do you need the word on the inside? This is the gospel of salvation. What does, it, what does it, Timothy say? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. The, when you re, it will, the things that you don't understand will come alive and, and become revelation in your heart as you read the word, as you get into you know, deep connection with God through his word. Um, being, uh, what does it say? Uh, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purpose, purchased possession to the praise of his glory. I love this. Verse 15, therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What I love here is Paul commends the Ephesians for their faith, and then he prays for them. And can I encourage you, prayer is powerful. Don't just be a a person of the word, be a person of the word and prayer. Prayer changes things. Prayer is essential. And I want to ask you here today, who are you praying for and who are you declaring blessings over? Because he goes, I know you've got faith, and I want to commend you for your faith. In a time of persecution, in a time of of hardship, you've got great faith, and I'm praying for you. Why? Because faith leads. Why? Because we need somebody else praying for us. I want to challenge you this quick. Who can you pray for? Whose marriage can you pray for? Whose finances can you pray for? Whose sanity can you pray for? Who, who needs breakthrough that you can, you can be the one that stands on their behalf and prays for them? Because this is, this is the Apostle Paul. 
He could have said, I'm busy. I'm chosen by God and I'm going around, I'm writing letters and I'm talking to churches and I'm seeing and I'm counseling and I'm doing good. And I'm doing, he says, I'm Paul, chosen by God to be an apostle, to shine a light on the truth of the word of God and, and his goodness in our lives and in the earth. And I want to let you know I'm praying for you. Do you know, regularly I ring people just because God lays them on my heart. And I say, you know what, for the last half an hour, I've been praying for you and I don't even know what I'm praying for, but God wanted me to. And they say, you will not believe what's going on. You will not believe what's happening right now. And then they'll say, but I feel a peace now. I think, do you know what, because somebody else is praying for them. Let's be a church that sees breakthrough and enlargement and the future unfold before us because of our prayers. Not our actions, not our, our, our worship songs, not our, but because we're prayers and we're seeking heaven's wisdom and we're calling on God, the God who created when there was nothing, hovering over nothingness and speaking and creating. Let's cry out to that God for breakthrough in our lives, breakthrough in our families. Amen? I'm going to stir myself. I'm going to get excited. Good job, Christian. You're doing awesome. <laughs> That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. Paul's, Paul's saying, guys, you do understand that you're not doing this in your own strength. You do understand that there's a power available to you. And I want to say to you this morning, church, there is a power available to you that, that is beyond anything that you're facing. Anything that challenges you in life, any lie, any accusation, any opposition, any storm, there is a power. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have the ability to live in victory, to overcome, to rise again, and it's not in your own strength. It's because of God and his goodness and his love towards you, and that's all Paul's saying. You're, you're accepted. You're affirmed. There's an inheritance for you. You're part of the family. You're empowered of heaven. You can do this life. We need to be those signposts. We need to be those people that come up against opposition and, and we stand beside people and we go, you can do this. Yeah. You can get through. Don't heap more weight and pressure onto people's lives. Let's be those that alleviate pressure, that, that, that carry weights and burdens. And that's why I said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me and there'll be a transference of the pressures you're facing. of the change. See, because we look at life circumstantially. We look at life momentarily. We're, we're looking at, well, this is happening to me now, and this is where I am, and this is what my bank balance is, and this is the only options available. And God's like, I'm here. But God, but God in his, with God, all things are possible. I can get you through. I can get you over if you will just look to me and focus on me. And what I love about this, this is the Apostle Paul. He could, he could have walked around, you're all dirty sinners, you need to fall to your knees, you need to repent. You need. He's like, no, no, I want to affirm you. I want to build you up. That is, that is part of our journey. We need to repent. We need to uh, get our lives right. We need to step into faith. But, but the thing is this, I don't need to tell anybody that they're broken. Yeah. I don't need to tell anybody. People know yeah. when life's not working. We need to show them that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Amen. 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 Which are the richly glorious saints. 
What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the work of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but in the age which is to come. And he put all things under his feet. He gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body in fullness of him who fills all things. Can I encourage us this morning, church? Jesus is almighty. Jesus is the ultimate authority. Jesus has all power. Jesus leads us into victory. And no matter what we face, because the enemy is subtle. He's a liar and a thief. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And the devil's subtle. And it's incremental. And it's, it's degree by degree by degree. Why am I looking this way when I've always looked that way? Because life's buffered me around. Yeah. But, but you need to know there's not a devil in hell that can take you outside of the will of God. Yeah. There, there's not a demon. There's not, there's not opposition that can, can crush you in life because greater is he that Jesus Christ is the ultimate authority. Yeah. Jesus Christ is the one that empowers you. And Jesus Christ is the one that gives you grace to go again, yeah. to step up and to go again. Amen. So as I was saying before, this was written to the churches in Western Asia Minor in and near Ephesus, which is now modern day Turkey in 62 AD. And like I was saying, Christianity at this time wasn't popular. Uh, I I want to give you a little bit of, of background. Emperor Nero came to power in AD 64 and he was a persecutor of Christians. So to be a Christian in this time was not popular and you would actually be persecuted, physically persecuted and ostracized from society. And that's why Paul's coming in saying, I know of your faith. I know that you're standing, even in a time that's challenging, keep doing it. God sees and he smiles. And I need to tell somebody here this morning, God sees the trial you're going through. God sees that the, the grounding of your faith and he smiles. You know, Psalm 91 says, those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That's, that's the secret place. Get into the Word. Get into prayer, stand in his presence, worship. If When you go to that place, when you find that secret place, God will shadow your life. The enemy may come in like a flood, but the shadowing of God, the protection, he sets his heads, hedge, hedges of protection around your life. There, he sets angels to minister into your life and your situations, into your kids, into your stri- struggles and your striving. Just remember that he is with you. And... They had no public acceptance. Even though Christians were growing in number, they had no public acceptance at this time. And that's why Paul came and wrote this. And this is what is called the the crown and climax of Pauline theology, that he wrote the epistles. It's generally acknowledged that he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So Paul, the persecutor of the church, ends up writing two-thirds of the New Testament to encourage the church, to champion the church, to to bring clarity to, to God and Jesus and the reality of him in our lives. And I just think that, that, that's just a story of transformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a story of God can do anything with anyone at any time. Yeah. God can turn things around. And you might be sitting here today going, oh, not with me. Well, if he could do it with him, he can do it with you. Yeah. And, you know, last weekend I was down, was it last weekend, the weekend before? I was somewhere at some point. And I, was, I, met, a, I met an ex-NFL player. Uh, and he had played in the NFL for 10 years. He'd won the Super Bowl. Um, he had money. He had fame. He had everything the world could offer. 
He said, I had no peace. My marriage was breaking up. I was addicted to everything you can imagine you can be addicted to. He said, I'm standing at the penthouse uh, after winning the Super Bowl one night, looking out over the balcony with hundreds of thousands of people down below cheering and chanting, and we are, we are the world champions. He said, and there was not one bit of peace or joy in my world. And he said that he came back to Christ. Yeah, right. And he, 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 he gave us, not on that moment, but over a series of, of situations, he, he met a man that he met when he was 11 before being abused and before being abandoned and before being everything else. And that man led him back to the Lord. He said, my life turned around in a moment. Well, he walks around. He's this big hulking unit that's got Jesus is king on every shirt that he wears. And he's, he's muscles. He's got muscles for days. He's big. He's got a mole. He's got an earring. And all he walks around saying, the only thing good in life is Jesus Christ. The only thing that bears any fruit in my life is Jesus Christ. The only thing that's worth going after in life that makes my marriage work, that makes me a bit better friend and parent and, and anything is Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage us get into the word so you can receive that life and that freedom and that uh wholeness that can only come through god and his world amen the grand theme and dual focused is in in ephesians is christ and the church that's the main theme. So what I want to do from this day, from, from today on over this month is ask you, we're going to, we've read through Ephesians 1. I want you to this week read through Ephesians 1 again and then go over Ephesians 2 before Russell unpacks it for us next week. So we can start to get a layering of our thoughts and your thoughts uh, and our faith attached to your faith. And we can take the truth and we can apply it to our lives because the word of God only works when it's applied. Yeah. But if we apply the truth of the word of God to our life, where Melissa says, Bring the tithe into the storehouse that may, may be food in my house, says the Lord. And if you do this, I will throw open the windows of heaven. We can actually live under an open heaven when we do what the word yeah. says. When we apply the word of God, the truth of the word of God, we see God's actions unfold in our lives. And, you know, the main message that Paul brings through Ephesians for us is that Christ reconciles all races, cultures to himself making them one with each other and himself. That, that God is, is a God of reconciliation, not accusation, not, not anger, not bitterness, not, well, I created you and you, you're meant to do this. No, he gave us free will and he says, but I want to reconcile you into the proper way of living and my plans and purposes for your life. Amen? Yeah. You know, um, I said, shared that before, but Paul claims the title as one of the 12, even though he wasn't one of the 12s. And he realized that he was commissioned by God through Jesus. And, and what I love here is in verse 1, it says, this, this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to God's holy people. In other words, the saints, God's saints, God's holy people in Ephesus. So this is not referring to some spiritual elite, but to all of God's people. That we are all called holy saints as we walk in his ways, as we accept Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you, perhaps again, or perhaps for the first time, to accept Jesus Christ into your life. Because he is the only one that can make you holy. He is the only one that can reconcile. He is the only one that can redeem and sanctify and set us free and change our lives and our natures. And who knows, we need our natures changed. We we need God to do a work in our lives because we can't do it for ourselves. Well, as I said, Paul's message to the saints is one of grace and peace. 
grace, God's free gift of salvation and peace for reconciliation. Um, and the amazing thing is we can so easily just, just skip over Scripture and just skip over what you yeah, this is Paul, he was writing to the Ephesians, the Ephesians were a church, they loved Jesus, this is what was going on. But it's like there is so much in this for us and it's life applicable. We can take example from this. We can take instruction from this. We can take correction from this. If you're not living right, get your life right and live right. The, the, the Bible says the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the unjust are destroyed by their duplicity. But I need to know what the word says and what is promised for my life for me to be able to fulfill it. Um, Charles Spurgeon wrote, He that gives us heaven will surely give us all that is needed on the road to heaven. We shall have enough spending money on the road to glory for he who has guaranteed to bring us there will not starve us along the way. I, I love the Charles Spurgeon. He's a great man of the word, a great orator. And, and the thing is this, that we're told that we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. Yeah. And sometimes you go, well, I'm blessed with this, but not with that. But the Bible actually says that you can walk in every spiritual blessing that has been made available to you. But we have to sometimes flip, flick a switch and, and step into the truth of the Word of God and accept it for what it is, not adding to it and not taking away from it. And I think sometimes we try and get too smart and creative with, well, God said this, but he must have meant that. But I think I'm just simple enough to go, you know what, that's what the Word of God is, so that's what I believe. I believe this is what God says. All things are possible to those who believe. I believe where it says that we will lay our hands on the sick and they will recover. So I'm going to lay my hands on the sick so that they recover because that's what the Word of God says. Not because I'm trained, not because I'm skilled, not because I'm special, but that's what the Word of God says. And there is an empowerment, an anointing and an authority that comes on our life when we simply accept what God says and walk it out. So can I encourage you, find some scriptures, find some truth, find some promises and declare them and then step them out. Unwavering, because the Bible says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, but ask in faith. Because if you don't, don't ask in faith, you'll receive nothing. And the man that, that asks not believing and in disbelief is like a wave of the sea tossed. He shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. I want to encourage you today, church, as we go through the book of Ephesians, as we start to see what God was saying to his church in the early days, he's still saying to us today. He's saying, greet each other with a holy kiss. Be, be, be gracious, be open, be generous, be loving, affirm each other. Stir each other in your most holy faith. Build each other up in faith. Pray for each other. Pray with each other. Just, just extend my likeness towards humanity and watch what will happen. I, something will shift in our lives. Something will change in our worlds. But again, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. And that's in, in verses 3 to 14, we see five key elements that, that Paul spoke to the church and, and what they talk of is holiness, adoption, redemption and forgiveness, Holy Spirit and the hope of glory. You literally could spend the rest of your life just reading through Ephesians 1 and go, God did that for me. God promised that to me. This has been, I, I'm not this anymore because of that. If we will take a hold of it, and, and I, it's, you know, this isn't really preaching, this is more a little bit of teaching, but it's, and it can be deep and it can be a little dry, but I want to encourage you, let the word of God come alive. Yeah. 
develop this passion on the inside and, and set time aside where whether it's morning or night, whether it's in the car and you're listening to the audio Bible or, or it's you read a scripture, you read, get, get yourself life scriptures that you stand upon that cause you to be unshakable when the storms come because the storms will come. And the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard. The standard is raised because the level of word in our lives is greater than the level of flood that's coming in. When we when we get that word on the inside, it becomes ballast in our souls. Maybe CJ, you could come and mark. Uh, I, I want to pray for us this morning that that this word and this book and and the word would come alive in our lives, and that we wouldn't just hear it. Don't be just hearers of the word, but doers. And and I want to encourage you. Don't don't try and consume the whole book in one go. It might be the first line. It might be grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Chew on that. Think on that. Grace to you and peace from God. You may have never received grace or felt peace before, but you can. Find find that truth of the word that you can build your life upon and then stand upon it. And when the enemy comes in, speak the word to him. Speak truth to him. When Jesus was tempted, he didn't respond emotionally. He didn't respond erratically. He responded with the word of God. If you are, do this. You can stand true. You can stand firm. I, I, I keep saying it each week, but it's time for the church to rise. It's, it's time for the glory of God to be seen in the earth. The way that the glory of God is seen in the earth is through our lives, through us becoming all that God created us to be, for us standing and being that salt and light, that smile, that graciousness, that love, that acceptance that the world doesn't understand and can't comprehend. That's us. That's who we are. And just, I, I'd love again to encourage you, let's read through Ephesians. Let's come ready and expect it next week to hear more from, from Russell in, in, in the ensuing chapters. But there is grace for your life. There is redemption for your life. There is love that abounds. There is acceptance and affirmation. Walk in it, church, because it will change the way you walk. It will change the way you act. It will change the way you talk. You will see life differently. It will be like you look through a different lens. And my prayer is that we would all rise tomorrow from our sleep tonight and that we would see life differently because of the truth of the Word of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.